Hi there, esteemed audience. My name is Rob Kent, and I'm the author of five middle-grade novels, including the newly released Rob Worm's Bird Adventure. That is available now. If you haven't read it yet, I hope that you get your hands on a copy. If you have read it, please leave a review or otherwise help me promote it. That would be great. I'm also the author of the Banneker Bones Trilogy. Uh, all three of these amazing novels are available right now. I hope you'll get your hands on those. Uh, but today I wanted to do a reading from my brand new novel, Goodbye to Grandma, uh, which is available as you're watching or listening to this. Uh, and there'll be a link in the description, so please check that out. Uh, Goodbye to Grandma is my most personal story. Um, it is about a uh, sixth grader, Haley Smith, who comes to comes of age by coming to terms with the death of her grandmother. Uh, my grandmother died when I was in the sixth grade, and I was unable to process her grief. Um, and as I've just now published this novel, some would say I'm, I'm still in the process of, of processing that grief. I've written a lot about death, especially under uh, my pen name, Robert Kent, in which I've written some horror stories. Um, but this is my book about grief and about how I believe grief eventually can become a celebration of the person that you've lost and of your love for them and the influence that they continue to have on you long after they're gone. So here we go. Goodbye to Grandma, read by the author. By the way, this is a first-person narration from an 11-year-old girl. Uh, those of you who are observant will have noticed I am not an 11-year-old girl, so I'm not going to do a voice, uh, but I'll, I'll need you to imagine the voice that you hear in your head as you're hearing my voice. So Goodbye to Grandma by Rob Kent. Here we go. Chapter 1, Christmas Eve. For the fourth time that night, I heard the creak of my bedroom door and the pattering footsteps of someone tiny entering my room. Haley, it was my little brother Barry, again. Haley, are you awake? Barry is only five and has a way of mispronouncing my name that might be adorable if he weren't so annoying. It's Haley, not Haley. I was lying on my side with my back to Barry so he couldn't see my eyes were open. I stayed still, hoping he'd think I was asleep and go away. Haley, Barry poked me in the back with his finger. Haley, he poked me harder. Haley, what? I groaned and rolled over. I had to squint because bright light from the hallway was streaming into my dark bedroom through the open door. Barry was wearing his Batman pajamas, complete with the stupid cape and the dorky little footies made to look like boots. As usual, Ralph was clutched tightly to his side. Ralph is a plush-stuffed lizard Barry carries everywhere. What? I repeated. Barry frowned and clutched Ralph to his chest. Hey, we. What do you want, Barry? Hey, we. Are you awake? No, I said, burying my face in my pillow to block the light from the hall. I can't sleep, Barry whined. Try, I said, my mouth full of pillow. I clenched my eyes shut and waited for Barry to leave. It got very quiet. For a moment, I thought he'd gone. Then I heard him breathing. I lifted my head. He was standing at the foot of my bed, staring at me. Go back to bed, Barry, I nearly shouted. But I can't sleep, Barry cried, his voice high and whiny. I don't care. Get out! Can I come in? Barry asked, as though he wasn't already in my room, annoying me. He sat on the edge of my bed next to my legs. Barry, get out! He wiped his nose, which had snot beneath it. 
fairy's nose always has stopped beneath it. It's so gross. I thought about grabbing Ralph out of Barry's hands and not giving him back until Barry left, or whacking him with my pillow and knocking him off the bed. But if I did either of those things, Barry would start wailing and then I'd get in trouble. Wailing wasn't an entirely bad idea, though. I locked my eyes with Barry's blue ones and fake yelled, Mom! Barry frowned. I didn't actually want Mom to come in here. I'd never get back to sleep then, but Barry didn't know that. He got up. Check and meet. Close the door behind you, I said. Barry sighed loudly, making sure I knew he was a sad little boy being mistreated by his mean big sister on Christmas Eve. Grandma Smith says you shouldn't stay mad at family. Grandma Smith isn't here, and I won't be mad once you leave. Good night, Harry, Barry said, doing his best to look and sound completely miserable. He slumped his shoulders and hung his head. Good night, I grunted, rolling over onto my side. And then, so as not to be a total jerk, I added, Merry Christmas. I could hear his smile as he shouted, Merry Christmas! When I was sure Barry was back in bed, I pulled my blanket tight around me like a cocoon and tried to go back to sleep. Naturally, I couldn't. I wasn't waiting up for Santa or anything. At eleven, I was way too old for that. Barry was waiting up for Santa. Earlier, Mom had helped Barry put out cookies and a glass of milk. I just wanted to sleep. Mom says Christmas isn't the same when you get older. I always thought that was crazy talk, but now that I was 11, I could kind of see what she meant. I knew Barry was going to stay awake all night waiting for Santa because I used to wait up all night waiting for Santa when I was his age. His Christmas list was so long, Santa was probably going to have to make a couple of trips down our chimney. As for me, I already had a good idea of what I was going to find under the tree, mostly clothes. I'd ask for some books, but if I didn't get them, I could always get them from the library or save up enough allowance money to buy them myself. But there was one thing I desperately wanted that I couldn't afford on my own. What I wanted most for Christmas, more than clothes, more than books, more than anything else in the whole wide world, was my very own pair of rollerblades. I even knew which pair I wanted. The black ones with hot pink trim and hot pink wheels to match. Mom knows which pair I want, too. Every time we went to the mall, I pointed them out to her. I begged and pleaded with her to buy the rollerblades, but she always smiled and told me to put them on my Christmas list. Well, of course they were on my Christmas list. They're the first and pretty much only thing on my list with links to every online retailer. My best friend Alex Roosevelt has a pair. All the girls in my neighborhood do. Alex's rollerblades are blue with yellow trim. She lets me borrow them sometimes since we wear the same size. I'm pretty good at skating with them, but I don't want to be pretty good. I want to be really good. I need my own pair so I can practice. I'm in the fifth grade now, and it being Christmas, the year is already half over. Next year, I'm finally going to Brownsboro Middle School, the only middle school in Brownsboro, Indiana. Alex's older sister, Latanya, is in the eighth grade. Alex and I have asked her all kinds of questions about going to middle school, how to act, what to wear, things like that. Latanya told us that in middle school, nobody except the babies and the nerds wear sweatpants. I have three pairs of sweatpants, and I like wearing them. But after Latanya told us, Alex and I both put our sweatpants in the back of our closets and stopped wearing them even to elementary school, although I still wear mine to bed sometimes. 
But Tanya's going to start high school next year. We figure she knows everything there is to know about middle school, even though Alex told me sometimes the boys in Latanya's class call her Latanya Lasagna. Another thing Latanya told us, and this is a million times more important than the thing about the sweatpants, is that in middle school, only babies and nerds ride the bus. But mom and dad go to work early in the morning, and so Alex is mom and dad. Alex's mom has Fridays off, but the rest of the week there won't be any grown-ups around to drive us to school. If I get my rollerblades in the morning, I can skate to school. But if I don't, I might as well wear sweatpants, because I'm going to be riding the bus. I'll be starting middle school as both a baby and a nerd. After a trip to the bathroom and a glass of water, I finally went back to sleep and had the best dream. Actually, several great dreams. First, I dreamed I was walking the red carpet with Monica Moon at the premiere of our new movie. I had that dream a lot, and really it's less of a dream and more of a vision of the future, because I'm totally going to be a famous actress someday. After that, I dreamed it was Christmas morning, and I was opening a big box with my name on it, and inside was my very own pair of rollerblades, black with hot pink trim. I dreamed Alex and I were rollerblading around our neighborhood, each of us with our own pair. I dreamed we were wearing our backpacks, racing by a bulky yellow bus on our rollerblades. Through its windows, I could see girls from school. There were a lot of them, the babies. I could tell by the looks on their faces. They wished they were rollerblading like us instead of being trapped on the bus. I almost felt bad for them, but not for long, because before I knew it, Alex and I were at the middle school. As we were untying our rollerblades, some of the older students came over to ask us about our super cool rollerblades, and hey, we... I opened my eyes. My admirers and my rollerblades were gone. Barry was on the end of my bed with Ralph clutched to his chest, jumping up and down. Wake up, Haywee, he yelled. It's Christmas. Chapter 2 Christmas Morning I got out of bed and walked into the hallway. Barry was wearing his bathrobe and running up and down the hall, swinging Ralph in circles. My father was also in his bathrobe and slumped in the doorway of his and my mother's room. He hadn't shaved, his blonde hair was sticking up everywhere like Barry's, and he looked about as awake as I felt. Merry Christmas, he said without enthusiasm. Merry Christmas, I said, yawning. Merry Christmas, Barry shouted. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. Barry swung Ralph too hard. The stuffed lizard flew out of his hands, bounced off the wall, and fell to the floor. Barry paused to scoop him up and then resumed swinging Ralph and yelling, Merry Christmas! I went to the bathroom my parents forced me to share with my gross brother. I just turned on the shower when my mother poked her head in the door. Honey, what are you doing? Taking a shower. There isn't time, but put your bathrobe on, Mom ordered. The one Grandma Richmond gave you last year. Still in my pajamas, I turned off the shower and glanced in the mirror. My blonde hair looked like a bird's nest that had nearly blown off its branch in a windstorm. There's never time for a shower on Christmas morning. Every year we gathered around the Christmas tree, opening our presents unbathed and in our bathrobes. Mom always takes lots of pictures, I guess, so we can remember our family at its happiest and looking its worst. I hope the paparazzi never finds those pictures when I'm a famous actress. Merry Christmas, sweetheart, Mom said as she made her way to the stairs. Make coffee, my father said. My mom shot him a look. Please, he added. 
I went back to my room to find the ugly bathrobe. It was buried underneath all the dolls I'd banished to the back of my closet at the start of the school year. The bathrobe was a revolting orange fuzzy thing that Grandma Richmond had given me the previous Christmas. Grandma Richmond always gives me the ugliest things you can imagine and expects me to wear them, sometimes in public. I put the hideous bathrobe on and returned to the hallway to wait with Barry and Dad while Mom lit the tree. This was another of the Smith family Christmas traditions. Every year, Barry and I have to wait upstairs while Mom hurries around downstairs, turning on all the Christmas lights and putting on soft Christmas music, so the mood will be perfectly set for another picturesque Smith family Christmas. I waited upstairs with Barry and Dad. Barry threw Ralph in the air and half sang, half shouted, Jingle bells, jingle bells, deck the halls with about folly, fa-la-la-la-la-la-la. Son, could you please not do that? Barry threw Ralph higher, singing, Silent night, very quiet. Everybody stop talking, jingle bells. Shut up, Barry, I shouted. Don't tell your brother to shut up, Mom called, especially not on Christmas. Joy to the world. Jingle bells, Barry sang. It's beginning to look a lot like jingle bells. I'm going to make coffee, Dad declared and headed downstairs. Barry scooped Ralph up from where he'd landed and tossed him up again. We wish you a merry jingle bells. We wish you a merry... If I give you a Christmas present, will you be quiet? Barry studied my face. Maybe... I was saving this gift to give Barry in front of everyone, but now seemed like a better time. I fished a small red and green present out of my pocket. Barry snatched it from my hands and tore away the wrapping paper. Thanks for the cereal, he said, doing an admirable job of trying not to look too disappointed. I was tempted to let him think I really had wrapped up a tiny box of cereal to see how long he could keep looking not disappointed. But that would be mean. It's not actually Rice Krispies, I said. I just needed a box to put your gift in. Keep opening. Barry opened the end of the box and pulled out a red cape the length of his hand. I think it's too small for me, because it's not for you. Barry looked to his lizard, and his face split into a grin. Super Ralph? I nodded. Merry Christmas, Ralph, and Merry Christmas, little brother. Barry wasted no time tying the little cape around the little lizard's neck and then beamed at me. Thank you, Haywee. This makes me so happy. I'm going to sing my favorite Christmas song to celebrate. Oh, please don't. Thankfully, the doorbell rang. This was our cue. Barry and I rushed down the stairs. I had longer legs, and Barry dropped Ralph and had to stop to pick him up again, so I beat him to the front entryway. I unlocked the top and bottom locks and opened the front door to reveal Grandma Smith standing on our front porch. Grandma Smith was plump, the way a good grandma should be. Her hair was white and her face was wrinkled, but they were happy wrinkles. She had green eyes, and when she smiled the way she was smiling at me, those eyes lit up and twinkled. Most Saturday mornings she arrived with a box of donuts. Today, however, she was carrying three paper sacks full of colorfully wrapped Christmas presents. Behind her, I saw it was snowing. Merry Christmas, Grandma! Merry Christmas, Haley. Behind us, Barry jumped off the bottom stair with his bathrobe spread out like a cape and Ralph trailing behind him like a faithful sidekick. It's Super Barry, he yelled and landed in the front entryway with a thump. Merry Christmas, Super Bailey. 
uh, Grandma Smith. And Super Ralph. Barry beamed at me and showed Grandma Ralph's new cape. Do you need some help? Barry eyed the, present, the bags of presents in Grandma Smith's arms the way Dad eyed a warm mug of coffee. Well, Grandma pretended to think it over. Barry shifted anxiously from side to side. I suppose so, Grandma said at last. She handed Barry a sack. Barry shifted Ralph so he could carry the sack, then took off running for the Christmas tree, shouting, Super Barry to the rescue! Careful with those, Grandma called. Some of the presents may be yours. Barry paused to consider it, then proceeded to the tree with great caution. I took one of Grandma's sacks and closed the front door. I helped her with her coat before we went into the family room. Everyone gathered around the Christmas tree. Its lights were twinkling brightly. All sizes of presents were spread out beneath it. Classic Christmas carols played softly in the background, sounding far more festive and heartwarming than Barry's versions. We started with the stockings, as we did every year. There was a palm-sized teddy bear in mine. By the way my father blushed, I knew it was from him. I couldn't see what was in Barry's stocking, because before anyone could get a good look at it, he dumped its entire contents into a pile on the floor. Scattered pieces of candy and cheap plastic toys lay at his feet, but Barry was not put off by these mere appetizers. He headed straight for the tree. Another Smith family tradition is that one member of the family acts as Santa and passes out gifts from under the tree to everyone else. Barry took it upon himself to play Santa this year, but he lost the job when he began tossing other people's gifts aside and seeking out only those gifts with his name on them. Mom asked me to replace him, and after I'd passed out three gifts to everyone, she told me to sit down. Before I did, I spotted a large box wrapped in purple paper. A large box with my name on it. A large box that was almost the exact size and shape of a pair of rollerblades. I grabbed the box and took a seat beside Dad. It wasn't very heavy, but the tag on it said, From Grandma. That gave me hope. Grandma Smith always gave me great gifts. I was about to tear into it when I heard Mom ask Grandma, What have you got there? She was holding her own present, and when she read its tag, Grandma smiled. Oh, why, this one's from Haley. I set my own gift aside to watch Grandma open my gift to her. Mom and Dad also turned to watch. Barry continued tearing the wrapping off his own present. Isn't that lovely, Grandma said when she'd opened the gift. She held up a Christmas ornament with my picture on it for everyone to see. I had made it for an art class. It had taken me three weeks and a lot of work to finish, so I was glad to see she liked it. Mom and Dad seemed to appreciate the gift as well, which was good seeing as how I'd made ornaments for them that they'd be opening soon enough. I turned my attention back to my gift. I tore off the wrapping paper to reveal an unmarked white box. I thought rollerblade boxes had pictures of rollerblades on them, but I didn't let that stop me. I opened the box to find an ugly yellow sweater. An ugly yellow sweater with a blue triceratops knitted on the front of it. At least I think it was supposed to be a triceratops. It looked like a blue blob with feet and horns. I sighed. Hey, the honey, what is it? Mom asked. It's nothing, I said, trying to get the sweater back into its box and out of sight as quickly as I could. Come on, Haley, Mom said. Show us what you got. 
Dad and Grandma turned to look at me. Even Barry paused from his gift opening to look, probably sensing I didn't want him to. I held up the ghastly sweater with the dumb dinosaur on the front for all to see. Barry snorted laughter and returned to opening his gifts. Oh dear, my mother said. I don't think you were supposed to open that one yet. It's from your Grandma Richmond. Of course it was from Grandma Richmond. I stuffed the sweater back into its box where I intended for it to stay. As predicted, I received a lot of clothes for Christmas, all of them better looking than the sweater from Grandma Richmond. I got five books, three I'd asked for, and two interesting surprises. After a while, nearly all the gifts had been opened, and not one of them contained my rollerblades. I began to lose hope. When my father stood and announced it was time for us to get cleaned up for company, my heart sank. It looked as though I'd be riding the bus to middle school with all the other babies next year. I'd be just another nerd sitting in the back of the bus and wearing an unsightly yellow sweater with a cutesy-wootsy dinosaur on it. Wait a moment, Grandma Smith said. She was leaning over the edge of the couch and peering into one of the grocery sacks she'd brought. It looks like I forgot one. My heart swelled with hope, but I kept my face calm. Grandma pulled a very large present out of the grocery sack. My father shot a knowing look at his mother, but didn't say anything. Is it for me? Barry asked, his eyes wide. There's no name on it, Grandma said. Why don't we let Haley open it? Are there any more gifts in there? Barry asked. Grandma shook her head. Nope, oh, this is the last one. Barry frowned and folded his arms across his chest, ignoring his pile of freshly opened toys. Grandma handed me the gift. It was much larger than the box with the sweater and a lot heavier, too. It was wrapped in bright red paper with elves ice skating across the frozen lake printed across it. I took the skating elves as a good sign. I tore the elves and their ice skates aside, and there they were, my very own brand new pair of rollerblades. They weren't the black ones with the hot pink trim. They were better. They were white with red racing stripes and wheels that sparkled when they spun. Oh, Grandma, I said, barely able to speak. Thank you. I put the rollerblades down, ran over to Grandma Smith, and threw my arms around her. She laughed and hugged me back. Merry Christmas, baby. And that's where we'll leave it for today. Uh, goodbye to Grandma is available now. I hope that you'll continue the journey on your own, and when you've uh, enjoyed the book please leave a review or send me a message and let me know uh, what you thought of it uh, and as always god willing i'm alive i'll see you next week